You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. All getting ready for a show uh, that uh, you like. And uh, we all like uh, to start off uh, with something that's good. And, uh, you know, he is an alim. He's an uh, Medina University graduate. He's an astute businessman. He is a motivational speaker. He also is uh, very popular on many um, platforms, uh, Islamic uh, platforms. And alhamdulillah, he's with us uh, this evening on Pertinence uh, Punctuated. Our Sheikh Shreya Baida. Uh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, tell me, how are you doing this evening, uh, Yasheh? Wa alaikum wassalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dear brother uh, Ahmed Shafat Khan and all the distinguished listeners of Markaz al-Sahaba this evening, the voice of our sunnah wal jama'ah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening. We can never thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough. You know, we always say, as long as you are alive, count yourself lucky because you still plenty of, you still got plenty of time that you can go back and repent from all your wrongdoings. But the moment we close our eyes and we're gone, then it's a problem. There's no, there's no turning back or there's no coming back from there. So Alhamdulillah, we are alive. And Alhamdulillah, we can still make Tawbah, the doors of Tawbah still open, Shaf. Yes, uh, Sheikh Shreya Maida, we have a very interesting uh, uh, topic. Stop being a pessimistic. And, you know, when you look at uh, these uh, so-called psychologists and there's one American uh, uh, the American Psychological Association, you know, they all have a lot of shrinks in that part of the world shrinking people's mind but the the american psychological association they call it apa yeah hey apa so you know what it stands for uh, apa defines pessimism as the attitude that things uh, will go wrong and that uh, people's wishes or aims are unlikely to be fulfilled uh, pessimism is uh, not a trait uh, most people aspire to it's associated with a negativity a glass half full attitude depression and other mood uh, disorders. And uh, that line which says uh, the attitude, pessimism, that attitude that things will go wrong and that people's wishes or aims are unlikely to be fulfilled. So un-Islamic because uh, pessimism, there's no room for it in the house of Islam. Your thoughts are Sheikh Shreya Maida? No, definitely, Chef. Uh, we know when you talk about uh, pessimism, actually, we don't have to give it room in our dean of Islam. Because actually, if you're sitting and looking for trouble, wishing something to go wrong, or sitting and expecting something to go wrong somewhere, then that means you have actually created that kind of perception in yourself, that you are a recipe to disaster. And I mean, nobody was created to be a recipe for disaster. We all created for one, for one good sort of purpose, and that is, uh, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've never created human beings and jinnat for anything besides to save me in worship. That's what Allah ta'ala says. And yes, Allah has created that more that we do good. So the moment we start dwelling into that and waiting for things to go wrong, definitely in life, everything, and I mean everything, will go wrong because that's what you want to do. You know, if you want to give yourself an answer to say water is yellow, in your mind, it will sit there to say water is yellow. If you want to say water is green, in your mind will say your water is green. If you want to say water is colorless, your mind will tell you that, and you believe that, and you work on that. So we need to be having positive uh, thoughts to say, I want to have some positivity in whatsoever I do. And inshallah, with endless help, we'll see that we get somewhere sharp. Now, Sheikh, yes, Sheikh, you know, we have to be realistic. All people are not the same, and uh, uh, Thakwa levels, and all uh, people have a different uh, way of understanding and so forth. But, you know, some people are, you know, genetically 
predisposed to be more negative than others. However, you know, pessimism more often develops as a result of your external circumstances, uh, maybe such as a bad breakup or a job loss or injury or illness or other trauma. Uh, and a pessimist also may push their loved ones away uh, just when they need them the most. And uh, this is a, a circumstantial maybe mitigation of uh, people being a pessimist. And especially in these times, I mean, you're looking at uh, people uh, in, in, in the UK, as we were saying, uh, they don't have, they're eating meals every second or third day. Very sad indeed. And uh, then you have, uh, you know, people here uh, uh, on the brink of uh, the homes are just taken away, uh, cars being repossessed and furniture being repossessed. And every day you, when you read the media, you see someone's house being repossessed. And once upon a time, that man was so rich and suddenly he's gone a rock bottom. Sheikh Shreem Maida, your take on that? I hope uh, we haven't lost uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida. Uh, Sheikh, uh, I hope uh, you're not uh, muted. Uh, oh, yes, you was muted. Sheikh, uh, your, yes, yes, your thoughts on back. that? Yes, I'm okay. back. I'm saying, you know, Shaf, this is actually uh, a, a reality that we need to face as Muslims to say not. Once our deen and our faith is strong in us, will never have a problem in that. You must remember in part of Iman, we also believe Al-Iman bil Qadr khayrihi wa shabrihi min Allah. To have the Iman in the Qadr, that whatsoever good or bad will always come from Allah, as far as a taste in either way. If it's good, it's a taste to see how we're going to handle it, and actually are we going to benefit from it. If it's a bad situation, the same, are we going to handle it, and are we going to benefit from it. And basically, we need to understand, Shav, when we're born in this world, regardless of where you come from, whether you're in a rich family or what, we were born poor, and we came out without anything, we have to be wrapped in that cloth when we came out. So it shows us, to say our nature is to be poor, and the rest of the stuff that follows us is just additional that Allah gives us to test us. So yes, you find somebody that was okay, and it's not going to be the first time. This started a long time ago where people otherwise had to go uh, bankrupt, and then at a certain stage, allowed us to change the condition, make them feel good. You know, you look even Ambiya, look at Nabi Ayyub to give an example, Shah. He was a healthy person and just brought a sickness that had no cure. Nobody could have cured it. But allowed her only had the cure for it. But all that to tell you that you can be in happy moments and you can go rock bottom and then allowed her will bring back again. All these are moments that teaches you also sometimes to say, who are your real friends? Because now when you go rock bottom, that's where you meet up your real true friends. You know, when the rest of them run away from you because now you're useless, you cannot be of benefit to them. And you find some actually that will see up to you and look up to you and actually come and assist you in that predicament to say, you know what, he was a good friend and still a friend. Let's see what we can do for them. So yes, it's always time that we need to understand that as Muslims, Allah Ta'ala takes and Allah Ta'ala gives. So for us, we have to be happy in every situation that comes to us. You remember in the Sunnah, Shaf, where Nabi Sallallahu says, how fascinating and amazing is the life of a believer, you know? When a believer uh, gets into good times and Allah has bestowed him a lot of blessings, he looks up and makes shukar, it's good for him. And when he goes rock bottom and he looks up again and says, Ya Allah, I know that I'm in this situation, could be partially because of my doings, but I know, I'm full away, that through you, or asking you sincerely, you can take me out of this trouble. Also, it becomes the best part of the ibadat for us, but not to be making it like a, a habit, where only the times when we're in trouble, when a lot of us says like, you know, you know, mankind is uh, 
created in that way where actually he forgets easily or sometimes put himself in that mode like he's forgetting. Whenever Allah gives him good things, he's in good times, he actually holding it back, doesn't share with anybody. But when it comes to anything bad that comes to him, he will scream the loudest so people must know there's a problem and they must come to the help. So actually, this is another way to say we created that way. These times we hit rock bottom and this time we'll be sitting, floating in there. And this time we go high up the hill. All that is a blessing that Allah has given us to test us how we're going to handle this situation. So if somebody goes rock bottom, it doesn't constitute you to go into depression. Because you must remember, if you don't have Allah in you to say Allah could be, uh, there's a good reason why he wants me to go through this phase then you don't have a problem. But if you don't look up to Allah to say, it's Allah's doing that to see me, or maybe to test me for something, so through, through Allah I'm going to get through this, then it's good. And if you don't have that, as I said, then shaitan will come and play with your mind and say, listen, by you used to be a big boy, a big boss around. Now you're nothing. Even the people that work in your garden, the bosses too, they'll give you five rand, ten rand. Do you think it's worth it for you to be living? So that's how shaitan will come play. And when you find somebody gets the gun and shoots themselves or commit suicide because they did not hold on to their faith. When Allah says we have to hold on to that, whether it's good, whether it's bad coming into us, calamities whatsoever, let's look back to Allah for solutions. And inshallah, Allah will bring the best of solution for ourselves. I've also said the Sheikh Shoei Maida, and you know, uh, thinking aloud here, whatever good comes, whatever good comes to us, it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whatever bad comes, it comes to us by our own doings. I mean, what we did wrong. And, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite mercy has given us the opportunity of choosing between uh, good and evil. And uh, we made a choice. And, you know, we can't say, oh, you know what, oh, you know, Allah willed it. You know, you are, uh, as you said, Allah's uh, best creation. And if you're not linked with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do not follow a divine decree of the, the eyes of the Quran, we say, wa rasul. There's your source of reference. Uh, uh, if you don't follow that, you are heading for trouble, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maiza. No, no, definitely, Chef. Uh, you know, it's a matter of principle when it comes to issues like this, Chef, to understand. As you said, Wati Allah, Wati Ur Rasul. So in the meaning of Wati Allah, Wati Ur Rasul, we need actually to go and ponder deep in the meaning of this. It's just uh, not something you just hear and say, yes, Wati Allah, Wati Ur Rasul. There is a lot of attachments to this. It means you need to go read and understand the divine message that Allah has brought to us, which is the Quran al-Karim, and also go through to the tafsir or ex explanation of this divine, divine information that is being elaborated to us by our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now thereafter, it's time to put into practice of whatsoever these regulations that have been, have been put upon us. And once we practice upon them, and we use them to benefit us, in the sense we do what Allah has guided us to do. Definitely nothing will go wrong. But the moment we move away from this, and actually we start thinking that we're in control, we're in charge, that's where we fall down and collapse badly because we can never be in charge. You know, the moment we feel in charge and Allah pulls back the button, then you're in trouble, Shaf. You have to do something that is actually not uh, Islamic because you feel you're losing control. So just remember, only Allah Ta'ala is the king and the one who's in control. Look at Surah Fatih. You know, Maliki or Medin is the king of the kings. Only him 
you know, showing. That is the one that's in control. Only to him we seek up and only to him do we worship. So if we don't have that understanding in us and put it into practice that we're not in charge, we are not in control. Whatsoever Allah has given us, is given us to us to taste us and he can pull it away at any second, then we'll be sitting in the wrong position. But let's understand all the blessings we got upon us. It's just a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you have that kind of blessing, make use of it so that it pays for your Jannah shah. Ah, khair, khair, ya shaykh. Well said there. And you know, let's look at the reality, you know. Uh, we as Muslims, we as Muslims, you know, we, we should have an optimistic mindset because... Uh, you know, we notice uh, that uh, we have the Noble Quran. We notice that we have five daily salah. We notice that we have, uh, you know, uh, purity in us, uh, evil thoughts and all. By even just saying, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, evil thoughts are taken away. And, you know, we notice things as uh, they happen because they happen right in front of us. Because the first thing when we get up, we dictated to by the azan. We get up with the azan. We say, As-salatu khayrum minan nom And prayer is better than sleep. You're being reminded. Get rid of the shaitan, get rid of laziness, go towards positivity. And then, you know, with the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon Muslims, we train our minds to believe. And, you know, we train our minds that only good will happen. You know, as-salatu khayru minan nom. Salah is better than sleep. And I mean, hayala salah, come to prayer, hayala falah, come to success. You've been reminded all the time. Five times a day, you come to success, you come to success, and where is your success? You go towards your salah. And, you know, you don't have to blame, you know, others for what you're doing. You blame yourself if things go wrong because it's there, the reminder is there, and Allah will tell you, I had made it so easy for you, but you didn't listen, you didn't go do that. And when uh, something, uh, you know, good happens, how beautiful we feel. And we uh, we multiply that good with goodness, and we keep on doing that good. Then our uh, our balance there, our credit balance in the akhirah is gone higher and higher. Shaykh and then you know we always remind ourselves that if we don't go towards the success, then we are only going to blame ourselves. And this world is a temporary world. This world is not a world forever and ever. That in this temporary world, if we do quarter of the successful things that uh, we can do, we'll get it eternal. Uh, success in the Akhira. Perhaps uh, your uh, thoughts on that, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. You know, Shab, just as you said, you know, I just want to follow up on what you said. You just spoke a, a just amazing thing that we need to understand. You know, Salatu Khairun Mina Now. You know, and uh, you must remember when Adhan was commanded, it was on Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, like how we make the Adhan on Zohar, Asr, Maghrib, and Isha. And at the morning time, it was additional a phrase that uh, Bilal did add in, and I went past Nabi Sassam and said, can we use this? And Nabi Sassam passed it to say, no, that can pass, that bill can pass. You can use that word, as-salatu khayru minanam. Now the question is, how and why would salah be better than sleep? You know, you must remember, this is what we miss out in life. You must remember every day, <laughs> we got angels at every hour that do their work. And now in the night they come, and this earliest part of the morning, refreshing the whole air that will be done for the day. And you fast asleep, the moment you wake up, the air has been heated up already. So when you wake up early in that morning shaft, you wake up that fajr, or you wake up a bit earlier, you read your tahajjud, and then you sit and relax and wait until fajr time comes. When fajr time comes, you relax as well, wait until the sun rises, you read salat ishraq. That means you've gotten the best that you wanted to have. 
You know, you must remember even the Quran says it as a testimony to that. Wa Quran al Fajr. You know, if you read that Quran and that past piece of Fajr time, Inna Quran al Fajr kana majhuda. Surely the Quran that is read at that part of the morning, it is witness. You got angels witnessing everything that you're reading there. So I mean, there's nothing better than that. So that's where it comes to aswara to khairun min al At this very moment in time, that early part of the morning, really your sleep is useless as compared to the salah. So we have to gear ourselves when it comes to good things. You know, Shafa, I'll give you an example. If tomorrow they say they're giving coupons in the morning at 4 o'clock in the morning for gold, that is worth 200,000 each. I'm telling you, you'll be the first in line. We won't be there 4 o'clock. We make sure we're there 12 o'clock. So we get the line. And sometimes we're there 9 o'clock in the evening to make sure we're there in line. When the vultures are coming, we sit in there. But yet when it comes to Salah, which is a good ring, a great ring between a creation and the creator, you know, we actually ignore it. We don't care about it. You know, sometimes we won't even read it. You know, we can wake up in the morning, do anything else. But when it comes to Salah, we actually laser to do this. I think that we need to start actually building up on ourselves, understanding our priorities in life. Our priorities to worship Allah and that's why He created us. So we make sure we do that accordingly. And bearing in mind that we got very limited time to live in this dunya. So the better we hurry up and start doing, doing things right, the better it becomes for us, Shaf. Yes, sir, Sheikh Shoyemaiza. You know, uh, thinking of uh, how gifted. Uh, we are as uh, Muslims and, you know, the, the, the uh, mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we should check ourselves. Are we behaving in a manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most? How much of the sunnah of Nabi uh, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are we imbibing and implementing? You know, uh, are we open uh, to that disposition of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he was smiling all the time? Uh, there was a word in season. Uh, he When he greeted people, he greeted them face on. I uh, know face to face and you know when he held your hand or if he shook your hand he was the last one to leave your hands uh, you know do you make other people feel special or you just have a way of uh, you know giving out a negative signals and uh, you know by following nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam not only physically or spiritually uh, we are healthy but i look at uh, uh, the, the the blessings of islam Baida, where we have a dietary law you know to eat healthy food and how we should eat the uh, food the duas are for different types of, you know, meals that you eat. I mean, if you get the first fruit of the season, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a dua for it. Uh, you drink milk, there's a dua for it. You know, you're having different types of, uh, uh, you know, uh, drinks, uh, there's, a, there's a dua for it in, in the house of Islam. How blessed we are, uh, you know, having this uh, healthy lifestyle around us. And then, nur ala nur, if we are fortunate, we generally, as Muslim Sheikh Shoaib Maida, we surround ourselves with people that are like-minded people that love the Quran, people that love the Sunnah of Nabi uh, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, people that love uh, abstain from evil, people that like to enjoy good and abstain from evil, and uh, people that practice, you know, uh, good, and people that, uh, you know, read the Quran uh, continuously, people that uh, establish a prayer, people that are into zikrullah and so forth. This is a, such a blessing in the house of Islam, but I think we take all these things for granted, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida? No, definitely, Shaf, you know, I think we've done the opposite. You know, if you read in Surah Yasin, Allah says, Alam ilaykum ya banu adam an la ta'budu shaitan, innahu lakum aduwu mubin, I put a covenant with you, the children of Adam, that you do not worship shaitan, for to you 
is an everlasting enemy, his greatest enemy. And he says, Inna shaytana lakum aduun fattakhiduhu aduwa. And surely shaytan to you is a, great, is a great enemy. Give him that treatment of an enemy. But Shafa, unfortunately, today we've turned things around. In the sense, instead of tra- treating the enemy, you know, with enmity, we're actually giving the enemy five-star kind of treatment. And those we're supposed to give five, five-star treatment, we throw them one side. And that is the unfortunate part of it. You know, you must remember, you know, this world is full of stuff that we can see now. A lot of nitty-gritty things and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, shiny things. If you want uh, luxury of this life, you see that plenty of this, everything is coming into place. Whereby this world would deceive us, you know. You've got cars that can drive themselves now. And now you don't need to be knowing where you're going. You just put the GPS and you're gone. You know, you've got Wi-Fi to connect you. You don't need any more. Uh, posting letters to your family everywhere. You know, you can just sit on the internet and chat, even video chat and the rest of that. Everything is coming into place where Lauta says this world will come to the moment where it becomes so sweeter to non-believers and it will become bitter to the believers. So this is the time we need to understand all these changes that are happening now. They have been mentioned 1,400 years ago to say when Qiyamah is coming to a near end, you will see shamelessness amongst the people, most especially women. They will be shameless. And you can see that if you look at women walking in the street today, they are half naked. You know, the people that are dressing up is men now today. So all these were mentioned 1,400 years ago to say, when it comes, is going to be a problem. This part of the problem. And even say you find the poor Arab people that lived in the desert. You know, they'll be competing and actually putting up uh, tallest structures. Go to Dubai today, go to the Middle East. You see, they even invaded the sea, you know, putting up structures in the sea. Mother Nature, when one day it comes back to reclaim what it is, you don't know where to hide, but you know you're starting with something that you can never be able to stop it. So this all shows you, Shav, to say we're actually moving very far away from where we've been and understanding our deal, and we're shifting. I'm not saying... We mustn't actually improve ourselves, progress in life as Muslim. We have to. You know, our deen allows us to progress, but to a certain limit. We mustn't go beyond whatever is expected from us to do, inshallah. And thereafter, we need to have that only common goal, as you said. That way, we'll have our balanced way of living and our balanced way of thinking and our balanced way of actually uh, integrating from this life we have in this dunya to the next life in the akhirah inshallah yeah sheikh shuaimaida on the balance of the mizan are coming through there and you know sheikh shuaimaida i mean the honest fact here uh, to the nitty-gritty pessimism why pessimism because uh, the word you know shaitan will tell you hey man pessimism you know for shaitani uh, you know he's making the waswisu in your ears he said you know it's a smart thing uh, you know, optimism often requires believing in the unknown. Now, this optimism is what we believe in because we are optimistic that we will go into our cupboard and we are optimistic that, uh, inshallah, we will go to the day of uh, reckoning and we are optimistic, inshallah, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will go to Jannah to Firdos. But uh, you look at shaitan, uh, you know, uh, who tells you and he will be making this uh, whispering to you. He says, but you know what? Why must you be optimistic? When you don't know these facts are true or whether they're false, they may be false, and you you better be a you know well see when you're a pessimist, then everything you know which seems fanciful and naive, you very slowly but wisely prudently stick to the known and proven facts. You're looking at the dunya, so the rand dollar exchange oh, is going lower, 
oh, there's a food shortage. Oh, yeah, you know what? Then you're getting more pessimistic and more pessimistic and you're getting depressed and you're feeling, you know, all that. And you said, um, uh, you know, uh, Allah forbid people becoming suicidal because this is all the whispering of a shaitan. But in the house of Islam, optimism, because we have the ultimate optimism to see the wajh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we get into a genital philosophy, Sheikh Shoei Maida, perhaps uh, your comments and your parting words uh, this evening. Chef, uh, you know, you just said everything that needed to be said. You know, look at what you say. You look at the dollar ex- uh, and exchange rate, you know, inflation and the rest of that. Look, the House of Islam has got answers to everything, Chef. You know, we worried about the food. In UK, they're eating one meal in a day. Chef, we as Muslims, we know we have that sunnah kind of fasting way you do on Mondays and the Thursdays. And uh, in the middle of the month, uh, month 13, 14, 15, of uh, actually the lunar calendar. I mean, that's uh, we we got everything covered for us, Chef. And as long as we understand everything, good or bad, will come from one land, as you said. When it comes to the bad, sometimes it's created from ourselves. But sometimes the bad can come from other people with the evil evil thoughts. To give an example, of, uh, let's look at Nabi Yusuf, Chef. He didn't do anything wrong. But he was framed to say he'd done something wrong, and he ended up paying a price of being that. And finally, there was a good reason for that to happen, and uh, he ended up being the king, actually saving the nations from a uh, feminine, you know, telling them seven years of good harvest, seven years is coming, that is going to be bad. So we have to preserve whatsoever we actually cultivate now in order to actually to uh, come out in that time when we need it. So you look at this really... We need to work hard and we must have that positivity in us. You know, when you're positive, when your mind is working positive, definitely you'll be smiling at all the times. And mostly if you put Allah, to say inshallah, you know that word inshallah, Shaf, it means a lot. It's a great deal to us Muslims. You know, just saying inshallah, it means we are accepting. I'm going out for the day to do something only if Allah wills. I'm going to bring home whatever Allah wants me to bring it home. And if Allah wills, I might not even come back home. I might be gone back to where I came from. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajun. That's what you should be having in us, inshallah. Smile when you wake up in the morning. Wake up and actually hit to that call. As-salatu khayru min al-nawm. And when you've done everything, go out smiling. Whatsoever Allah wants to happen to me, I'm going to get it. You know, we look at this uh, nice tradition that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi has given us. He says... He says, if we had true yakin in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, true dependence in Allah ta'ala, Allah is going to sustain us the same way he's sustaining the birds. When they live in the morning with empty stomachs, and they come back full stomach and with access to the chickless in the nest. So it means, you know, it's not about education or the rest of that. It's about our faith and trust in Allah Ta'ala that brings us peace and even sustenance and even all the barakah that we need. So yes, let's be positive, Shab, and thanks once again for the beautiful program. May Allah Ta'ala award you the best, you and your families, for all the good work you're doing, inshallah. And as I say always, I want to be close to you in Jannah, inshallah, so we can have our kebabs and, uh, you know, our brides together, inshallah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't have to worry about brides. The meat is so fresh there. Forever and ever, and whatever you want, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the best fruits and best of everything. I mean, to your du'as, Sheikh Shoei Maida, and we hope and pray that Allah looks upon us favorably. And nay, not only us, maybe the entire 
to all, I uh, know that the entire ummah, that maybe he will, inshallah. And uh, we have yaqeen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whatever we do, let's open pray, Sheikh Shomayda, that we do it in a manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mo- uh, the most. Uh, once again, uh, you know, really appreciate your company and your sacrifice for this uh, segment. Uh, pertinence are punctuated and I really do enjoy your company and uh, the duas are very reciprocal. Sheikh Shoy Maida, you have a blessed uh, evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for a break. Uh, when we get back, inshallah, Walana Salim Karim will be joining us.